Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate uh, stopping by today. I'm, anybody that's listened to any of the other episodes, I really appreciate that as well. Um, I've been getting some listeners, so I, that's awesome. Um, if, uh, yeah, as long as I keep getting listeners, I'm going to keep doing this, um, getting the feel for a lot of it, which is cool. Um, but you know, in the meantime, if you want to check some other stuff out, we go to my website, www.buckofeverpodcast.com, uh, blog on there where I kind of write up some, some of my thoughts uh, on the pirates this year. Um, on today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, first of all, like a roster update. We're going to talk about what they did yesterday, you know, a move that they made. Uh, it was kind of interesting, you know, kind of could, could be could be really good, could be nothing, but uh, we'll see what happens. And I'm going to go over my top 10 uh, prospect list for the year and maybe talk about a couple other guys that just weren't quite on the list, but but could, um, you know, make it in the future. Uh, so, you know, thanks for tuning in and uh, start today's episode by talking about the move uh, they made yesterday. So yesterday, the Pirates traded cash considerations to the Oakland A's and picked up outfielder Dustin Fowler. And it's going to take everything in me to not call him Dexter Fowler this entire time. But um, Dustin Fowler uh, is designated for assignment uh, the other day by the A's. Uh, when I saw that announcement, I mean, he was like, well, uh, that could be a guy the Pirates could go after. Uh, you know, kind of along the same lines of Anthony Alford. Former top prospect has yet to put it together in the major leagues, but you know still has that potential. Um, he's a in the minors showed you know he has a good bat and he's got some speed too. So um, in 2019, he spent the whole year in AAA uh, for Oakland. He hit 277 with 25 home runs. Um, it's not bad, uh, but uh, he struggled in the majors. Uh, He's hit uh, 224 over 192 at-bats with six homers. So nothing really (laughs) earth-shattering there. Uh, Like I said, similar to Anthony Alford. Hasn't been able to really put it together yet, but highly touted skill set is potentially there to to be a productive major leaguer. And really, what did did the Pirates give up? Nothing, really. Um, Essentially, they, they swapped Nick Turley for him. Um, you know, they traded Turley to the A's for cash earlier in uh, the offseason, and now they probably send that cash right back. So he, he's interesting. Uh, with Alford kind of being behind or slow to recover from his elbow surgery uh, in last, uh, last season, uh, he's still not really playing the field yet. So that's kind of interesting. Um, the other thing to watch with Fowler is he's out of options. So if he really produces at all or looks at least semi-decent in uh, spring training, I think the Pirates are going to keep him and, you know, take a take a shot and see what he has, especially if Alford's hurt. I think if you're picking of the two, if you have to pick one, I'm probably going to go with Alford. Uh but, you know, they're both former top 100 prospects. So, um, you know, 
we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, I, I said earlier today, you know, if the Pirates can hit on either Fowler or Alford, um, or <laughs> somehow both of them play well this year, I mean, that's a huge bonus. Uh, you could easily move one over to right uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of the, this year and at the end of the year and let, let Polanco walk or if, he, if Polanco hits well, trade him. Um, and you have a guy that's controllable. Um, and the Pirates aren't flush with outfield prospects, especially in the upper, mi- upper uh, minors. So uh, having Alfred and Fowler up there, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I think that, you know, AAA this year for um, for the outfield, um, you'll have Troy Stokes Jr. Um, and who knows, really? Um, you could see Swaggerty there. You could see Cal Mitchell there. Uh, but if you get Alford and Fowler to play well, both of them, uh, you don't need to rush anybody. Um if both of them tank, you really didn't give up a whole lot to, to give them a shot. Um, and with their pedigree, I mean, they're, the scouts have been high on them for years. Um, it, it's worth a shot. I, I like the move. I think this is the type of move uh, Ben Sherrington needs to make. It's stuff that Neil Huntington did uh, earlier in his tenure. You know, he would go after all sorts of guys that were former first-round picks, uh, claim them off waivers, make little tiny trades. Guys like, like Andy Oliver was one I remember. Um, most of them never really panned out for the Pirates. Uh, but the but the Pirates are in the position where they can kind of gamble a little bit. The same can, can be said for Carson Fulmer. You know, former first-round pick, highly touted prospect, has not been able to put it all together at the, the, the highest level yet, but he could. So... I really like this deal. It's a it's a low risk, potentially very high reward. Um, even if it's just a you you have your you know a fourth outfielder and you know Brian Goodwin ends up getting the bulk of the playing time out in center field. Uh, I'm okay with that too, especially this year. Uh, Goodwin, you want to get him at bats because uh, ultimately I think he's just a just a trade chip. So you hope he plays well enough to to be shipped out for something um, by the deadline. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of just like everything else with the Pirates this year. Um, it's just kind of wait and see, see what happens, see who develops, see who takes advantage of the opportunities that are being uh, given to them on this team this year. So uh, Dustin Fowler and Anthony Alford, you know, both do not make my top 10 prospect list. Um, but, you know, the Pirates have some interesting guys coming up through the system. Some closer than others. Some we're not going to see for a long time. I'm really just going to kind of highlight 10 of them. And then talk about maybe a couple more that were just right outside of my top 10. Um, but before we get into that, we'll take our first uh, commercial break and get a word from our sponsor. So getting into my top 10 prospects, um, this is one of my favorite things about baseball is to the prospects, um, the whole minor league system, player development. 
um, it's always just been fascinating to me. So uh, I, I'm pretty excited about putting together uh, like a top, a top 10 list, um, maybe talk about a couple other ones. But uh, I've read a lot of the other uh, lists uh, from you know, MLB Pipeline, um, Pittsburgh Baseball Network do a great job. Uh, there's a bunch of other ones um, out there, but uh, mine's going to be a little different um, from theirs. Uh, when I figured this out, there were some guys that uh, I didn't put as high, maybe, because uh, there's other guys who I think we'll see sooner or who are a little farther along. I think one of the toughest things with prospects is to be... I guess, objective when it comes to the scouting reports and all the hype that somebody who's 20 years old gets because you still don't know where they're going to go. There's so much uncertainty with prospects. Um, It's fun. Like, it's fun to think about uh, because as I talk here, uh, there's there's some interesting stuff that could be happening with the Pirates in the next couple years. Um, And it's a good problem to have. But I, I try to, there's some guys that are probably higher on, on the list than maybe some other people's lists, um, just because I feel like they are um, closer to major league ready um, than, than a couple other people. But um, so let's get into it here. My number one, of course, is uh, Key Brian Hayes. You know, Hayes came up last year and looked as advertised, um, you know, he has a lot of potential um, to even get better. Um, you know, last year came up in uh, 24 games, 85 at bats. He ended up hitting 376 with five home runs. Um, that's pretty, that's a pretty nice um, line there in, in that short period of time. Um, it was probably you know, the lone bright spot for the Pirates last year, really. Um, right now, as it stands, I think Hayes defensively is probably one of the better third basemen in the majors already. Um, that's awesome. Uh, if the bat, the bat's always been the thing that people have kind of um, knocked him for a little bit. And no one was ever really sure how much power uh, he was going to hit for. And I think there's still some of that. Um, he Power really didn't come for him until uh, 2019, and even then he only hit 10 home runs. Uh, but that, that happens. So, I mean, he hit five in 24 games. Do I think he could do, you know, hit on that, that type of pace? Sure. I mean, who knows what you're going to get out of him at this point. I think his floor, so the, I, I think the, 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 at least we're going to get a really, really good third baseman, probably a gold glove winner at some point. And I think 15 home, 10 to 15 home runs is reasonable. Um, I think ceiling I could be a, about anything. I mean, you could be looking at 25 home runs, um, you know, maybe win a batting title. He, he has some, some untapped potential. And I mean, he, he did 
he did show it last year. So we'll see if he can repeat or get better or, you know, if he regresses a little bit because that sophomore slump. Um, I think he's a really good rookie of the year candidate this year. That would be awesome to, to see. But um, worst case scenario, we get a, another version of Charlie Hayes. Um, and his his dad had a really solid major league career. So uh, I like Brian Hayes a lot. He's, and I hate to say it, you know, knock on wood, I think he's as close to like a can't-miss guy. Uh, we're going to get a productive major leaguer here, which is awesome. Barring injuries, everything stays on track. Um, he's going to be productive. Um, my number two prospect is right-hander Quinn Priester. And a lot of other lists have him in this area. Um, a lot of people are higher on um, some other guys, but, but I like Quinn Priester a lot. Um, I read a lot about him and watched a lot of video, any video that I could find on him uh, from uh, when he was drafted. And the reports on Priester was that he uh, had already made adjustments um, and started pitching like a major leaguer. His approach was very advanced, um, and his stuff is played. I mean, we only have one season to really go by, um, and that was, you know, rookie ball and, uh, and and A ball. I mean, he he pitched pretty well. Like, he doesn't, doesn't walk a lot of guys. Um, he doesn't get hit hard. He... He just looks like he could be um, a really, really good pitcher. He has the build. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I really think that he could be a uh, a fast mover. Like, I could see him possibly being in Altoona at some point this year. I don't think to start, because I don't think they really want to rush him. Uh, but, I mean, if it's there and the ability's there... Um, I'd look for him to make his debut probably nah, maybe next year, the tail end of next year. They might push him back to 2023. I know I've seen a lot of people talking about um, service time. Um, Quinn Priester could be a guy that they don't do anything with until 2023, even though you know he pitches um, very well. Because, honestly, the Pirates aren't gonna, are probably not going to be very good again next year. Um, they don't have uh, they don't have the prospects on track to be ready uh, for the majors next year and you know to to be productive major leaguers next year i think you're a couple years away still um, but it could be very good in those couple years so um, i i like quinn priester as my number two um He's definitely the best pitcher um, in in the Pirate system. Uh, my number three is shortstop O'Neill Cruz. Um, you know O'Neill Cruz had some issues this offseason with that you know accident that you know <laughs> resulted in the death of three people. Um, as long as he doesn't have any you know any kind of legal uh, repercu repercussions from that or anything, he's expected to be here. And playing, um, O'Neill Cruz is the biggest shortstop I have ever seen. Um, I got to see him play in 2019 uh, in uh, 
for Altoona. And I was uh, sitting first row on the first baseline, and he came up to bat. And I had my son with me. And I, my son is, he turned six today, but, you know, he was a little younger, and I loved pointing, I always like pointing out prospects to him. He's a big Cole Tucker fan. But anyway, I said, you know, that, that guy's O'Neill Cruz. He could, you know, be in the majors at some point. And I was like, man, he's, man, he's tall. And uh, John Nunnally, the first base coach, heard me and turned and said, yeah, uh, he's going to be good. Um, and then Cruz went on to just rip a double out into um, the gap in right center. Um, he's got a really big swing. Um, defensively, I, I don't see him sticking it short. I know they're, they're saying they're planning on him being a shortstop, uh, at least for now. Um, he's had some issues defensively. Um, so I think he goes to the outfield and I think the Pirates are thin enough in the outfield that O'Neill Cruz could easily, um, find his way out there because there's other better defensive, better kind of maybe all around, um, shortstops and middle infielders coming up. Um, and that's okay. I mean, he's that athletic. He's a, he's a big guy, um. But, you know, he hit, um, he's hit pretty well for the Pirates since coming over in that deal. Uh, one of the better, I would say the, one of the better Neil Huntington deals, the deal, type of deals he should have been making a lot more of, getting those guys that are pretty unknown or, you know, really, really young and raw. Um, but O'Neill Cruz, in 2019, over, I guess, like three different levels of the minors at 298 with eight home runs. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, he's, he's pretty impressive. I, I, I like him a lot. I think that uh, this year I could see him starting at triple a, um, he could, of this whole group, other than Hayes, um, of my top 10, as we get into it, he's one of two, maybe three that I can see making their major league debut this year. I don't think they're in any hurry to get him up here. Um, so, you know, if he struggles a little bit at AAA, hey, let him sit there all year, um, you know, get some experience facing uh, you know, better quality pitching than what he's seen so far. And then, you know, next year, uh, see what he can do. Um, you know, he's there's kind of a log jam at short. Um, a log jam kind of in the outfield a little bit. The Pirates have some guys that need to really see what they have. Uh, guys like Cole Tucker, Kevin Newman, Anthony Alford, Dustin Fowler. Uh, th- those type of guys. So um, there's no real rush here. But I, I think O'Neill Cruz could be um, could be very good. Um, my number four is Nick Gonzalez. First round pick from last year. Um, Gonzalez, the only reason he's not higher for me is because I haven't seen him yet. Um, you know, he didn't really, he was in the uh, Altoona site last year, but no gameplay. Um, I'm excited to see him hit in some spring training games early on here, see what he can do offensively against some, you know, upper level major league pitchers. Um, I, um, I like him a lot. I think uh, worst case scenario, he's a Freddie Sanchez type player. 
Uh, he could win a batting title. He's going to play solid defense. Um, best case scenario, he's Freddie Sanchez with some power. You know, 25 home run guy. Um, you know, he was hitting very well as, uh, in, in college before the season was halted due to uh, COVID. Um, you know, that's he's a, he's a first-round pick for a reason. Uh, he's got... He's got a lot of potential all around. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the video of him working with Jack Wilson uh, this past offseason. That was really cool. So, uh, you know, he, he couldn't – he has a very outside chance of making it this year. They're not going to push him um, unless <laughs> unless he makes them. But I, I think they're – he could – I think he'll make his debut next year. I really do. Twenty twenty two, I think, is the year you're going to start. You're going to see more of these guys. Um, because this year, uh, the Pirates aren't going to be contending this year, and uh, there's no. They lost last year with uh, gameplay for these guys, um, so kind of playing catch up a little bit. Uh, so get you know, take your time, get them up when they're ready, uh, when you're not basically throwing away a year, and I. Um, I think that's what they'd be doing at this point. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. But I think twenty twenty two is the year you see uh, you see Gonzalez. Um, another guy you could see around that time, and uh, my number five on the list is uh, Leover Piguero. Um, I like this kid a lot. Um, I want to see him. Uh, play at the upper levels and see how that bat, um, how that bat plays. Um, he's he's good. Um, he's very athletic. I when uh, Marte was traded and you know they got him and uh, Brennan Malone back. I was really excited about Piguero. I did a lot of reading up on him, and he, um, he like super athletic, great defensively. Um, and the bat's coming along. I mean, in 2019, those are the only real numbers, the early, the latest numbers we have. Um, you know, he over two league rookie ball and um, and low low A. You know, he he hit pretty well um, in the grand scheme of things. Three twenty six, um, five home runs. All the home runs came at the lower level, so um, didn't hit any when he was promoted. Uh, he only played in, you know, he had 84 bats. So, you know, if he's a if he's a 15 home run guy somewhere in there and plays spectacular defense and, you know, hits, wins a batting title, I mean, you've got a really nice group of middle infielders. Um, and there's even more to come. I mean, this is what what's really exciting, plus the guys that are there now. Um, some of these guys will get traded. Some of them will get moved. Like I said, O'Neill Cruz will get moved. But I think Piguero sticks it short. Uh, I think Gonzalez, he, I just saw he was practicing it short today a little bit. I think he's going to be a, the second baseman of the future with Piguero at short. Um, you know, this could be in 2022, 2023 in that area. This team could start really finding its stride with these, with these uh, young guys coming up. I would probably think 2023 because they'll have some, um, they'll probably be up in 2022 and have some, some major league experience, but um, this is a lot of fun to project and, and, and think about what could happen. Um, I did this 
myself whenever guys like Cole Tucker and Kevin Newman were were on the horizon and um, they haven't really panned. They sh- they've shown flashes, but they haven't really panned out. Um, and they didn't have anybody coming behind them. Now they do, and they have a lot coming behind them. And those guys they have people coming behind them. So uh, it it's going to get interesting there in the middle infield. Those are my top five. Hayes, Priester, Cruz, Gonzalez, and uh, Pagaro. Uh, I've seen those names on a lot of other lists, not necessarily in the same order as me, uh, but on there regardless. Um, so those are my top five. Uh, coming in at number six, uh, I have Cody Bolton at six. And I've seen Cody Bolton listed all over the place for these types of rankings. Um, I like Cody Bolton a lot. Uh, I think Cody Bolton is pretty well-rounded. I think we'll see Cody Bolton this year. Um, I would have like to obviously seen him and everybody else pitch last year. Um, but it didn't happen. I think Bolton is going to start in triple a. Uh, I think Bolton's Bolton's got the stuff like right now is Cody, Cody Bolton, Cody Bolton could be the number five starter on the pirate in the pirate rotation right now. And he'd probably be fine. I think Cody Bo- Bolton, um, his ceiling is as high as um, number one in a week in a weaker rotation, number two in a in a decent rotation. But I think he's probably around a three starter in um, in a really good rotation, which is which is nice. Um, I think ultimately you're going to see hopefully Mitch Keller, uh, Quinn Priester, and Cody Bolton being the one, two, three guys. Um, but I think worst case scenario, Bolton ends up a back back end of the rotation guy. Um, in 2019, he pitched pretty well. He pitched um, he pitched in Bradenton in 12 games, was 6-3 uh, and three with a 161 ERA. Altuna came up, he struggled a little bit in Altoona. Uh, got hit around um, a little bit, ended up with a 585 ERA. Um, he just had some really some really rough outings, but ultimately the rest of his numbers aren't terrible. Um, he gave he he got he gave up like like six home runs um, over the span of uh, the nine games that he pitched in. So um, I think he'll he's got that. Um, I think he'll get that under control. Um, he's got some breaking pitches that he's trying to. Uh, kind of tweak, um, you know, and work on and fine tune. If he can get those to be even more effective, Cody Bolton could be, could be really good. So I, I think he'll be up this year. I think next year, um, he's going to be middle of the rotation because I do think the pirates, some of their starters that are in the rotation now, you know, three, probably three, two to three, maybe four of them won't be here next year. So, um, Cody Bolton is a is a it's a nice piece and a uh, could be a big part of of the Pirates' future success. Uh, my number six guy is Travis Swaggerty, 
And Swaggerty's tough for me. I think he has the potential um, to be a above average outfielder. He could he could be a, a potential all star. Um, he hasn't shown me the consistency with the bat. Um, in 2019 in Bradenton, uh, he was up and down a lot. He ended up hitting 265 with nine home runs uh, over the span of 121 games, which isn't isn't terrible in the grand scheme of things. Um, it definitely doesn't jump off the page, um, but I, I think he could be better. And the reports I, I read um, about him out of uh, the Altoona site last year uh, was that, that he had shown a lot of improvement and was really working hard on the consistency. I think, you know, he is a good defensive center fielder, outfielder already. Um, he's got some speed. He stole 23 bases in 2019. Uh, so that plays. Um, it's that it's the rest. If he can get more consistent with the bat, get up to that like 280 range, 20 home runs, 25 home runs, that's a pretty that's a pretty good major leaguer. Um, I'm interested to see what Swaggerty can do this year. I think if enough injuries happen or if enough guys don't produce this year, I think Swaggerty could really push himself to the forefront and, and be uh, with the Pirates. I think he could make his debut this year. Again, Pirates aren't going to be good this year, so they really don't need to push him. Um, but, you know, he he definitely could play his way onto the team if Alford, Fowler, Polanco... Guys like that struggle if they trade Goodwin at the at the deadline. Even if you know Lord forbid Brian Reynolds struggles, um, you know there could be some openings there, and I think Travis Swaggerty uh, could could make a big push this year. He could be one of the the big um, the big jumpers. Um, after Swaggerty, number eight spot. Um, I have. Uh, Tanaj Thomas. Uh, this kid is filthy. Um, his repertoire is fantastic. He throws hard. I think Tanaj Thomas. I think his his ceiling is middle of the rotation, maybe even top of the rotation. I think his floor is power reliever. Um, hits triple digits, um, you know, in 2019, he, um, had a 317 ERA, 12 games, uh, you know, gave up five home runs, which isn't too bad, but held, held opponents to a 217 batting average, um, you know, in, in Bristol. Um, so he could, he could be another big mover, uh, He's he's pretty impressive. Um, I, this is another one of those examples of the um, a really good deal for Neil Huntington in trading. You know, <laughs> mediocrity really. Uh, Jordan Luplo and Max Moroff, and getting a guy like this thrown in, like like I, like I said about you know, with O'Neill Cruz. This, these should have been the types of deals that he did a lot more of instead of settling for a bunch of AAA guys that 
don't necessarily have the same upside. Um, but Thomas, you know, if he if he develops his secondary pitches well, um, it, it, the sky's the limit for this guy. He has the stuff. Um, so I think he'll see the rotation, uh, you know, but if he, you know, if he struggles, you know, he could be the, the closer of the future, really. Um, but, you know, see what happens. I, again, I really like him. He's still really young. I think we'll see him debut next year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like Tanaj Thomas a lot. Uh, my number nine guy is uh, Brennan Malone. Uh, came over in the starting Marte deal along with uh, Piguero. Uh, Brennan Malone, I, th- I think, is another guy that could make a big jump this year. Um, he's very athletic. Um, you know, if he's got pretty good command, if he keeps building on that, um, he's, you know, just like everybody else, he's going to get better. Um, pitch upper 90s. Um, he has, you know, a slider um, that is now like his, kind of like his out pitch. Um, he has a curve that he work, he's working on, but I, I like him a lot too. Um, I love the idea of a rotation here in a couple years of um, Keller, Priester, Bolton, Thomas, and Malone. Um, I think that's nasty. And then there's other, there's other guys, and that's what is so nice right now. Um, the guys at Charrington's been been able to um, bring in really kind of um, solidify the potential for just a pipeline of of guys. Um, you know, I think for the Pirates to contend, it's the type of things that they need to have just this continuous pipeline to pull from with no holes. And I think that's where Neil Huntington um, failed. He had big gaps. Um, a lot of time when guys weren't ready to take over um, positions in the majors. But um, the Pirates have that right now. And it's all a couple years away. But it could be really good in a couple years. And Brendan Malone, um, I like him a lot. I think he could be a top top of the rotation guy if he can get um, some of his other pitches fine-tuned, like the curve. Um, he could... The sky's the limit for this kid. I think you know next year if I'm doing on doing this list, um, you know I could def I could see him definitely being up in you know up move up another three four spots. Um, so it's gonna be fun to watch. And rounding out my my top ten, um, my number ten guy is um, Drywan Bay, another middle infielder. He's completely different than he's different than Piguero or Cruz or Gonzalez, where he has no pop. Um, you're not going to get many home runs from this guy, but he has speed. He um, hits to all fields well. He just it's a scrappy, <laughs> scrappy guy, and. Um, I don't know where he starts this year. Probably high A. Um, maybe Altoona. Maybe. Um, but, you know, in 2019, in A-ball, he hit 323. Um, stole 31 bases. Uh, 
hit no home runs. So don't think that he's a power guy. So this is where it gets interesting. In a couple years, so like 2022, 2023, you've got this influx of potentially top-notch talent in that middle infield. Um, Assuming O'Neill Cruz has already been moved out, you still have Gonzalez, uh, Peguero, and Bay. What, What do you do? Then who knows where Kevin Newman and Cole Tucker are at that point? Probably not in this conversation, but... It's um, it's going to get really interesting. And I, I said earlier, talking to a guy on Twitter, um, and we'll just move into my number, like what we can look for in the future, some, some other things to think about with the Pirates and prospects. Um, just this list alone, when the Pirates are done drafting this year, um, they're going to have uh, probably one or two different guys in the top 10, top 15 from their, you know, first and second pick. Maybe even their, their third pick. Um, I would not be surprised if Ben Sherrington brings in several more guys through trades that would make a top 20, top 30 list for the Pirates and keep bumping these guys back and up and just, um, this is fun. Like this is, this is what Neil Huntington should have done. Um, he had moments where he looked like he was he had a plan, and then guys just didn't develop. If that's the key with Charrington, he can stack this list. And what's going to happen is the Pirates are going to move up on all the all the the rankings for the top farm systems. But they need to develop these guys. Um, but yeah, anyway, back. I was talking talking to a guy on Twitter today. You know, there's been a lot of talk this week about. Uh, uh, Kumar Rocker or um, or Lighter, um, who's going to be the first um, overall pick? And I mean, since last year, everybody was you know tank for uh, for Kumar. You know, just he's the consensus number one. I don't know that he is. Like, I think you could take either one of those two, and I wouldn't rule out Jordan Lawler. Um, He's he's a really good prospect, a, a high school kid, um, shortstop. So it gives them another guy in that middle infield that could factor in. Um, you know, after Gonzalez, after Bay, after uh, Pagero. But I mean, it's a good problem to have because not all of these guys that I've talked about today are going to make it. Not all of them are going to be all-stars. Some will still be productive major leaguers, but some will end up being like a guy like Kevin Newman. You know, show flashes, but kind of fade. Or Anthony Alford, you know, on these lists until he gets to the majors and then just doesn't ever put it together. Um, They need backup plans. So I really like that. uh, I hope that Ben Charrington kind of keeps an open mind there. I'd be fine with Rocker or Lighter. Um, I like both of them a lot. If I were to pick between the two, God, I'd probably go lighter. I think he's a little bit more polished, but I don't. I don't know. Like they're both really, really good. 
Um, but again, I wouldn't rule out Jordan Lawler. Um, so, um, but this list is going to change a lot over this year. Like all the other outlets that do their own list, that's going to change a lot over the year. People are going to step up. The draft's going to come in. Guys are going to get traded. Guys are going to falter. Guys are going to not be prospects anymore. Like Hayes. Hayes will cease to be on these lists um, this season. Um, but some a couple other guys that I didn't make my list, but I am really um, excited to see play in spring training and hopefully get to see some minor league games. Um, I go to um, a lot of – I go to a bunch of curve games um, throughout the year. Um, so guys, I think that could be there might not, but you never know. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Mason Martin. Um, first base is a position where the pirates don't really have a whole lot. Um, hence (laughs) why Colin Moran's playing over there and why, uh, they signed Todd Frazier. Um, there's not a whole lot in the system at first base. Mason Martin is probably the best prospect. Um, and the thing about Mason Martin is he has a ton of power. He also strikes out a lot. Uh, but you can put a guy like this in a lineup surrounded by a bunch of really consistent guys, and he's going to flourish. Um, you can afford to have him in there. Um, he's going to be interesting. Like I, I like him in uh, 2019 uh, over the span of uh, you know, uh, uh, A ball and high A ball. He hit a total of uh, 35 home runs. Uh, he hit 254, total 168 strikeouts in 477 at bats. So he does strike out quite a bit, uh, but he's got a lot of pop and he's, he's good defensively. So um, I'm excited to see him. I really. I really like him and think he could actually raise some eyebrows this year. If he can cut those strikeouts down a little bit, bring that average up to like 265, 270 even, um, I I like Mason Martin a lot. I think we'll see him probably next year because, I mean, who else will the Pirates have to play first base? So um, I like him a lot. Um, I also really am interested to see what Cal Mitchell can do in the upper levels. Um, Cal Mitchell is like Mason Martin, where uh, he does strike out quite a bit. In uh, Bradenton in 2019, uh, 451 at bats, he struck out 142 times, batted 250, uh, 251. So it's similar to Martin. Didn't really have the same big power. He had 15 home runs. But he is very, um, he's a big guy. Um, And I like like his potential. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, a future all-star or what he'll actually be. But I think he could be a productive power-hitting corner outfielder. And um, he's close to the majors. I would say you might see him this year. Um, I would say next year for sure. And another guy who is gonna is gonna be interesting to watch this year, just because he doesn't have a whole lot of playing time behind him, um, and he is new to the system. Is Hudson Head? Uh, this kid, if Travis Swaggerty 
fails. Like, if he does not produce like they hope he will, um, if guys like Count Mitchell, uh, you know, if, uh, Jared Oliver, guys like that, if they can't claim, um, you know, the, the center field job, um, Hudson Head is waiting in the wings. He's a couple years away, probably. He's only played in rookie ball. Um, hit 2019, hit 283. Uh, only one home run, but I know that a lot of scouts uh, like his power potential. Um, so he's going to be fun to watch. I really, really hope that he... <laughs> I mean, I hope all these guys uh, produce and meet their potential, but he's one. Um, he's another guy to watch. Um, you know, there's a lot of other prospects I could talk about. Um, I'll talk about more of them as we go on throughout the spring, once you get to see some of them, which would I'm really excited about. It's one of my favorite things about spring training. Um, you know, you get to see guys that you don't nor- you don't get to see because, you know, not all, all uh, A-ball games are televised. Um, so you get to see some of these guys live and face pitchers, you know, that they don't um, normally get a chance to face. So it uh, should be pretty good. Um, well, that's, that's our show <laughs> for today. Um, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I love talking prospects. Um, so, um, it was a lot of fun for me. Uh, time flew. Um, so, uh, you know, um, feel free, check me out on, um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Bucko Fever Podcast at, uh, Fever Bucko. Uh, on Facebook, Bucko Fever Podcast, Instagram, you can check that out too. There's nothing there, <laughs> but yet, yeah, but I'm on there. Um, as well as the website, www.buckofever.com. And, um, you know, check out my blog. Uh, I've been putting, doing about an article a day. I am finishing up one right now, uh, highlighting the outfield. I had to kind of go back in and edit it. I was going to post it last night and then, uh, or they, you know, made the Fowler deal. So um, that'll be included, but, you know, feel free. Check me out. If you have any feedback, hit me up on one of those um, social media uh, platforms. Um, and again, you know, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, everybody uh, listening. I uh, thank you for the support and, uh, you know, have a good one. <laughs>